Is she getting better? Does Mulder feel the same? Will they make it easy on him now? The lone gunman don't know who to blame. You say, one X, one fire. When Skull is missing into space, one file, they won't share it, leaves you wondering the truth. Sci-Fi Malady, Symptom 277, X-Files, One Breath, One Scully, Never Gone. Welcome back, sickies, to uh, Sci-Fi Malady, and yeah, we're doing X-Files again. Uh, was it because I could alliterate X-Files February? Yes. Yes, it was. But it wasn't the only reason. It was also because just last time we did X-Files, as luck would have it, the we just wound up covering season one episodes. And then I realized, you know, we... We had nothing but good things to say about that show. We enjoyed every episode. We had great reviews, great conversations. Why not keep this thing going with season two? I mean, we do it with Star Trek, so we could do it with this. And so that's why and you can we're going to be doing season two. You can consider all this month a pilot for our potential new podcast, X-Files Malady. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> no, can yeah. Us, it can keep us going for at least, it could be like a two-year side project. Uh, yeah, if you covered every episode, sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, I'm, that, that would be something we would drag Ethan into, kicking and screaming. Although I seemed, I would want Ethan comment, did you like this show? We never asked you that. Anyway, so... As I said, we're doing the best of season two, and I, you know, I couldn't couldn't decide which one episodes to choose. So of course, I go in, online to look at what everyone else thought, and just about every list of season two, what was the best of, lists this episode today, one breath, as one of the better episodes. So it's uh, season two, episode eight, and uh, here we go. It's now, to get to the plot of this, it's kind of like part three in a three-parter. You really have to see the first two parts. But to summarize that easy enough, a uh, multiple abductee, Dwayne Barry, who is in the episodes Dwayne Barry and Ascension, uh, kidnaps Scully. He claims to have been abducted by aliens and they experimented on him. And he claimed that they were going to come back and get him at a certain space, a la Close Encounters of the Third Kind. So instead, he kidnapped uh, Scully, took her to that place, and then after a big bright flash, she was gone and he was still there. And he claimed the aliens took her instead of me. 
So what winds up happening is Mulder <clears throat> is investigating into her abduction and he's helped by these guys called the Lone Gunmen, which are a trio of conspiracy theorists made up of John Byers, Melvin Frohicki, and Richard Langley. So good. Langley. Langley, as in Langley. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so that's a little bit of background you need. But if you are watching this, Sickies, for your own knowledge, I recommend watching episodes Dwayne Barry and Ascension prior to it just to get the background. But that's what you need. So essentially what happens in this episode is they're presuming that Scully's dead. And Scully's mom is talking to Mulder about a time she shot a snake with a BB gun and felt bad about it. They look at her tombstone that's been made for her funeral. And then Mulder gets a call that Scully was found in the hospital. He meets with the doctor who and screams and yells and demands who brought her here. And she's comatose, by the way. You know, how'd she get here? And the doctor is just says, we don't know. I showed up and she was here. Uh, and worse yet, her living will dictates that if she gets to a certain point, she has to be taken off life support, which there's got to be a crushing blow for Mulder here because he was a witness to her living will. So he knows well the conditions and terms by which she should be DNR. And so there's a ticking clock here. Mulder's got to not only resuscitate her, but find out what's going on. And so he finds that someone stole her chart and that somebody was uh, Froakey, one of the lone gunmen. So Mulder, you know, winds up meeting up with the lone gunmen to find out, all right, what are you guys looking into? And they find out that Scully's DNA has been tampered with. Uh probably to leave some kind of a tracker but what came of it was that the dna was useless if anything it was a poison to her and it was going to kill her and they basically they told Mulder, it's useless just give up of course Mulder, being Mulder, does not and the whole time you get these scenes in the show where Mulder and Scully's sister, who's like this new agey lady, and this nurse Owen keeps sitting there telling her, come back, come back, come back. And you see this image of her sitting in a boat, Malt Scully, within her own mind, sitting in a boat on a lake that's tied to a dock. And on the dock is whoever's talking to Scully outside in the real world. And so Mulder's trying, he's trying to keep her in touch with her and find out what's going on when he notices that nurse Owen, she takes some blood sample and some other guy gets steals the blood sample. Mulder chases this guy into the parking lot where he meets confronted by X who X again, he has replaced deep throat. If you remember deep throat from the previous season, he was killed and this guy X took over who happened to be, Mulder before Mulder was Mulder. He was he was the guy looking in the X-Files. He was the guy looking for the truth. And he still is, just not in an official FBI capacity. Not to our knowledge. Let's just leave it at that. And X says, well, Mulder, you're in the FBI, meaning you're restricted, but I'm not. So he winds up helping to catch the guy who stole the blood, kills the guy, gets the blood. Mulder um, 
Then Mulder has to go see Walter Skinner, the director, assistant director of the FBI, to answer to what's going on. And he, Mulder claims that the smoking man, whom we did meet last season, is responsible and knows what's really going on. The smoking man will later go to the assistant director and basically say, you're out of your depth. Leave it alone. So what winds up happening is Mulder gets a through a pack of smokes that are left behind in a machine, he gets an address, which turns out to be the smoking man's address. And he goes there and demands answers. What's going on? Why did you kidnap Scully? Why did you kidnap Scully? Why not me? And the smoking man said, well, I didn't kidnap you because I like you. And incidentally, I like her too. That's why you got her back. And when Mulder says, basically, I could kill you, the smoking man's like, go ahead. Go ahead. And uh, so Mulder decides not to because, as the smoking man says, you'll, you, you won't find out the truth. So with all this going on, Mulder decides he wants to resign, but his resignation is denied by Skinner, the assistant director, who explains, you know, essentially, you're a kook, but I like what you do because I believe in it. When I was in Vietnam, I had an out-of-body experience, and I'm not able to pursue this stuff, but incidentally, you are. So Mulder decides that he's not going to – well, Skinner refuses to accept the resignation anyway. And then Mulder meets up with, the, with X in a parking garage who says, go back to your house at this time without a gun, and you're going to meet some guys who are going to go search for your apartment. Stand up to him and you'll find out what's going on. Mulder goes back to his apartment where he actually runs into Scully's sister who convinces him to come back and say some things to Scully. He does. He goes back to the hospital, holds Scully's hand, you know, tells him, tells Scully rather, that he wants to see her again, goes home and cries, has an emotional moment. Scully wakes up the following day. Mulder goes, is called. She goes to see her. And she said she heard his voice in, in, uh, the, while in a coma. And, he, and, is, uh, given a, and she sees a cross necklace. She says she doesn't remember anything after being kidnapped. But when she asked to see Nurse Owens, the hospital staff says, there is no Nurse Owens here. We've been here for years. We don't know anybody by that name. So that is the story, essentially. Well, the um, entire time you have Scully fighting for her life, basically. That's the yeah, and she and you get these moments where she's she's you know she's going to live just because it's a show, but also thank you for bringing this up, Thomas. There's a scene where she's lying on a table, and her dad, who passed away, shows up in his admiral's uniform. And says, I'd love to have you here with me, but now's not your time. You're not staying. So, uh, and there is a spot where you do think she's going to die because they're going to disconnect her from the ventilator or some kind of life support, which would mean she dies, doesn't stay up. The doctor, you could be disconnected from the ventilator and live for nine years. Uh, you mean with no oxygen? Wow. Is, well, she, is this person Siddhartha? Well, it, 
I guess if she started breathing on her own, it's possible. But um, the interesting thing of this entire episode really is this supernatural experience, which is happening to the most scientific character. Right. Well, and, you know, we saw that, too, in season one where she uh, what was the name of that episode? She saw the psychic and actually believed him. When Mulder was the one being like, this guy's a fraud. He's just a killer who's hiding behind it. So we see that that's a good point, Thomas, that she is getting these glimpses to give her what's going to be a reason to believe. So whereas Mulder's already there. But a few fun facts before we jump into any questions or rips and picks. Uh, this the smoking man in this episode is called Cancer Man for the first time. Caught me off guard. I was like, "Who?" <laughs> oh yeah, you know that makes sense. Never mind. Uh, David Duchovny had the real uh, emotional scene at the at, towards the end of the episode because he asked for it. Uh, he was really surprised with Scully's perform Jillian Anderson's performance in Beyond the Sea. When she when he saw showed her feelings about losing her father, that he wanted the same kind of thing. Ah, uh, it's a good thing. Speaking of Jillian Anderson, it's a good thing she spent most of her time laying down and doing nothing this episode because she had just come off having a C-section, and there wasn't a lot she could do anyway. So Ow. her just laying around. In fact, between takes, I guess she fell asleep. <laughs> um. So. I mean, might as well. Yeah, you know, might as well. Sure. Uh, in fact, at one point, they called this uh, episode, some of the crew called this episode One Breast because she kept lactating on the table. And they kept having to replace her shirt. Whoops. Um, well, I, that's what happens when you have a kid. Right. Yeah, well, exactly. It's just, it happens. Um. The only other point I'll make is that the lone gunmen invite Mulder to join them on Saturday night to point out scientific inaccuracies in the television show Earth 2. And that was that doesn't age well because it was a show that lasted one season. <laughs> so, but hey, you know, that's kind of what you would have done back then, right? <laughs> Uh, that's kind of what a bunch of, even if they weren't conspiracy theorists, what a bunch of dorks would have done. So it tracks. So um, I guess we'll, before we do anything else, let's get into rips and picks. What was, so this episode ranks at one of the top in most lists talking about best of season two. Hey, Thomas, why would you say that? Well, <sighs> I would personally say that probably because, again, it reaches in, talks about a lot of heady subjects. It does have this supernatural aspect to it, which, again, as I said, happens to the most scientific character. Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. also, okay, one of your characters is just laying there and isn't doing much, but the other is having a very emotional and a very good portrayal here. And with his character, this fits, but it also really, again, shows a different aspect to this character because you really don't see that too often from him. No. He's, no, he's only chasing something. He's very 
he has emotions. He wants to get and he wants the secrets. He wants that. But he doesn't smash things. He doesn't he just keeps going. He keeps looking for the truth. He loses so it, it at the beginning. That's it. Yeah. And, and that's, again, a change of pace and a difference, which is nice in a long series when you're constantly having the same thing happening over and over. It's nice to throw up your characters off and have them do something different. So again, that was nice. And overall, it's a good episode for another reason. You don't, as the watcher, you really don't know what's going on. No. The suspense that they played into this and the story they told is amazing. At the very end where I want to talk to nurse what, you know, She's not here. She doesn't exist. There's never been. Yeah, we've never had a nurse. Owen. Now, unless you've seen this episode before, that comes completely out of left field. Yeah. And, and that's she's she, there the whole time egging right. um, now, Scully on. And that's a shocker to it. And that just throws you for a loop. So it's a very good way of doing it because you don't know and again it brings it develops a lot of characters the smoking man's developed further Mm -hmm. x is now brought in and developed the director is developed here so you have a massive development of many characters happening and it's a good story that allows for all that i think you also see a big development of molder throughout this entire um episode <clears throat> um, okay Mulder keeps saying tell me the truth I want to know he makes a statement to Skinner all the forensic evidence all the witness testimony I'm no closer to knowing he does it he does truth. it to the smoking man exactly um and smoking man even says here you are with a gun to my head you're becoming a player and then he he eases off the trigger and he says that's why I'll win you know, Skinner is willing to do these things that are morally, not even morally great. He's willing to kill. Smoking Man is willing to kill because he thinks he's protecting the greater good by doing what he's doing, which is keeping the truth under wraps. X is alive because he's willing to kill. Every chance he's given in this episode, Mulder is not willing to do it. Mulder will stay in touch with his, I want to say humanity, but what it really is is his morality. Mulder is a good man first. And if at this point, at least in the show, if finding the truth means that he has to take a life, he's not going to do it. Not in cold blood. He cannot mm-hmm. pursue the truth that far. Yeah. And, and, and X says it. You're a boy scout. You want to be me? Yeah. You want to be me? This is what you have to do. And he stands there in a silhouette and executes someone. Mm-hmm. You have to kill people and literally... Like, I think the subtext is there, and I think the show is complex enough to say this. The reason you see a shadow is he's killing a man in cold blood in the shadows. He is nothing but a shadow. A shadow of himself. A shadow of his former humanity. That is what X has become. You know, that if I were to um, rename this episode, I could also call it tantalizing. Because this episode tantalizes you with... What is what? What's out there? You know, there's other players. There's X. There's the Smoking Man. They're working against each other, or are they? 
who's this guy that was stealing the blood? What did he steal it for? You're not going to find out because he's dead. Who was he working for? Was he working for Smoky yep. Man? Likely, but I don't know that for sure. Um, there's a lot of tantalizing prospects. Yep. But, Scott, you um, brought up really that the question I – shoot, you answered it already, kind of. Um, how far do you go to pursue the truth is what – what the the question that kind of settled on me as we uh, as I finish this episode, because Mulder looks like he's going to great lengths. He's he's at the beginning he's pounding down doors, but as time goes on, he's not violent, but he's aggressive. Um, and and but but he all he gets his limit where he's like. I'm not going to shoot the smoking man partially because he also knows if I shoot him, what am I going to get for it? He'd take a player off the board. Um, that's not why he does it. He does it because it will cost him his humanity. It, it will cost him that it will cost him his soul, a blot in his soul. He cannot undo. So um, is that the limit then for Mulder? It is, but I think it, it, the answer to it to me is it, it, it plays around with, I ultimately, I hate to say this, I come down to being an ethical relativist. Mm-hmm. It comes down to how, and, and I hate being an ethical relativist, but I can't find a way to substantiate an ethical objective, you know, to, to that way. Um, an objective moral good. What do you think the highest good is? X mm. is on the side that's working to reveal this. Um, and fighting the side that the smoking man is on, you think, because he thinks that's the right thing to do. And he thinks revealing it in time correctly is the right way to go for humanity. But X is clearly on Mulder's side, though. Correct. He's just telling yeah. him, you're, get out of the way, kid. You're, it's kind of like you're a high school football player that just wandered onto an NFL, right. pl- on an NFL field. Right. You're out of your league. Get out. Correct. But X and Mulder have the same goal. Uh, smoking man knows the truth, and he believes that to keep humanity going, it has to be hidden at all costs. And whoever has to die in order to keep that secret hidden so that our happy little society continues moving forward, that cost is justified. He's doing the utilitarian counting in saying, if I've got to kill a thousand innocent people to keep this um, civilized society of seven billion humming, then I'm the good man in the end. Because if I let these guys win, they're the true forces of evil. This whole thing comes crashing down if people know the truth. And then you have Skinner. Skinner's sitting somewhere in between trying to balance the two and walk his own ethical line. Not committed to either side. Um, just trying to balance the status quo and stand in the middle. Uh, where, where does it fall? Where, where are your ethics? With X, we clearly see that X is willing to sacrifice an amount of human life in cold blood, to advance his objective because he thinks it's worth it. And he thinks that the objective of knowing the truth and ultimately bringing it to light, at least that's what I'll gather, whatever his objective is, I think that's what it is at this point. Mm-hmm. That objective supersedes um, the non-taking of innocent life. He can murder because that objective is worth it. Mulder won't do that. He'll sacrifice everything up until that point. He will commit a breaking and entering. He will commit assault. He will threaten Skinner. 
He will chase people down. He will go rogue. He will give up his badge. He will risk his own life, but he will not take another life in cold blood. You see him. Mulder goes by the book. Federal agent identifies himself, tries to tell the man to freeze everything he can to apprehend and bring this man in. X has a different set of rules. This man just must die. And so how far do you go? Depends on who you are and what you believe the stakes are. And that's a non-answer answer, but it's also the only answer that ever works on this planet when talking about ethics. Where do you feel the greatest good is? And Mulder shows you clearly that he cannot, he can't be X. Maybe he becomes that later in the series because I haven't seen it all. But at this point, he's not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Okay. Well, that, uh... I, that's an interesting point, Scott, because as I said, how far do you go in pursuit of truth? And you would think Mulder of all people would take it to great lengths because he's so desperate for, I mean, this is his sister. In his mind, he's rescuing his sister. Yeah. And so, but at the same time, as you point out, at least as of this moment in the series, He's almost kind of thinking, well, what? this is not, he's not at that point yet. It could be now, a is naivete, it because, too. Is it because it could be naivete, but it could also be we're not at that point yet. Mulder, Mulder still thinks in his mind that he can play the game above board using the resources of the federal government and be a Boy Scout and, and only break the rules up to a certain point that he's comfortable with but, to find but this truth out. X but is trying he's about to tell to him quit. it doesn't work that way. But then he's about to quit. He does submit his resignation. So clearly there's a part of him where he does want to throw in the towel and maybe go down the path of X. And the director is the one that pulls him back and says, no, that's not you. I refuse to let you go down that path. I'm not even sure he wants to go down the path of X. He might just be walking away from all of it. The search for the truth, the search for everything at that point Mm -hmm. in my mind. He might be looking at it and saying... The deck is stacked against me. No matter what I do, I won't rise high enough to blow the lid off of this thing. I think it hurt him when X said, you're my tool. He realized exactly what the relationship was. He is nothing but a tool that X uses for damage control, where he thinks he can advance the cause, whatever his cause is, around the edges. That's what he was for Deep Throat. That's what he is for X. They are not his friend. Well, and to... And this is one of those moments, if you were to follow the hero's journey, I suppose this is this refusing the call or running away. I don't think Smulder's really, he might be having a moment of walking away, but it wouldn't have lasted. Because, again, not just because he's looking out for his sister, but he wants to know. I think Mulder's making a decision. I don't think he would have stayed away a long time. No, I think this is a decision where Mulder realizes that as much as he thinks he's all in, He's in for a penny, or he's halfway in. This is the case where Mulder has to decide if he's in for the pound. You know, you're in for a penny, well, are I mean, you in for a pound? And, and he thought he was. He thought he was. And this episode showed him multiple times. He could have killed the guy who stole the blood. He could have killed Smoking Man. X gave him <clears throat> the people who put Scully there. Three times he turned that down. He decided in the end that, that being there for Dana and letting her know how he felt about her was more important 
then this crucial step in the truth of what happened to his sister and uncovering that and getting one step closer. He has made the decision three separate times not to kill and to choose his humanity over finding out the answer to this truth that he's been seeking all his life. So at some point, Mulder has told you that whatever the, your objective morality is, whatever your highest morality is, truth is not worth betraying that. Your objective cannot be worth betraying your highest moral. And I think once he realizes that, his life's purpose has been to find the truth. He tells Skinner, I'm no closer to the truth, everything I've done. And that, I think, is why he's resigning, because if he stays, he's going to go down a route that he's not comfortable going down, which is to lose that humanity, to lose his central morality. He's going to have to kill. If he wants to stay on the field and play this game, Skinner tells him that. We all play this game. Once we're on the Mm -hmm. field, we know what can happen. If knowing it all, we're not willing to pay that price, we shouldn't have been on the field. And the events of the last 72 hours have shown Mulder what the cost of staying on the field is. He doesn't want to pay that cost, so he tries to resign. Yeah. And I, I mean, truly, I think he's at this point where he is deciding. Um, much like Cisco in, uh, in uh, Dance in the, pale, in the Pale Moonlight, if he's willing to pay that cost. Besides, he can live with it. Uh, he hasn't quit yet, so no. I don't know if he's made that decision. Even, he's just decided, I'm still in the game. Even X tells himself, he says, walk away, and on the day you die, you will be able to live with yourself on the day you die. Mm-hmm. If he stays in this game, X is trying to tell him, I stayed in the game. I can't live with myself. On the day I die, I will not like myself. I think that's what X is hmm. telling him. And he's saying, Mulder, don't. I was you. I chose to become this guy. You don't have the heart for it. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know. I, I think ultimately Mulder is still, I think, at the end of this episode, believing that he might be able to uncover the truth his way. No, he stuck around. So, yes. Right. Plus, plus yeah. the, his tether, Scully, is back. That can hold him to his morality and not let him lose it while he tries his, to solve it his way above board. Yeah. So if anything, this episode also solidifies the need for Scully. That Mulder needs her. He just didn't... Maybe he didn't realize it as much until... I mean, until she was kidnapped, and that's when he realized, you that's know... That's a good thing, too. Does he put his resignation in after they metaphorically cut the tether that has the canoe yep. tied to the dock? After, after he thinks she's gone. Yep, so he knows the tether because, to because, his conscience is gone. So he realized, I, without her, if I go down this path, no one's going to be around to catch me. Yeah. Because everyone else doesn't want to deal with Spooky Mulder. So. And, and who else will keep Spooky Mulder from pulling that trigger? Yeah. That's right. That's right. So um, I guess at this point, Unless, unless Thomas has some observation that he really uh, wanted to get out there because we've been monopolizing, uh, I guess we go to rips and picks. But any obs- real big observations you saw, Thomas, that were like, man, I got to talk about this? I, I'm going to say there was a, there's a lot of symbolism here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have things like she's sitting in a boat tethered to the shore. Yep. And them talking to her from the dock. Mm-hmm. You have symbolism with her father coming in. You, 
there's a lot of symbolism going on while she's unconscious. Yeah, for sure. So I I don't know if I can decipher all of it or even attempt to because there's so much of it. And that's a tall, tall, tall challenge that I'm probably not fit for. But (laughs) there was definitely a lot being said in this. I like it for that fact. Um, And I think most of my rips and picks will be off of that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, then, if that case, then let's jump into rips and picks, then. Um, I don't really... I'm going to put it out there. I don't see any rips. I Myself. Myself. I don't know about you guys. I got at least one. I wrote down one. Okay. Fox Mulder, and I might have said this last month, Fox Mulder sucks in an action scene fight. <laughs> no good. If this was like the West End Star Wars D6 thing, Fox would have all of the knowledge and maybe the technical expertise and the perception, but his dexterity he, would be like He rolls 2D. a one, yeah. 1D or 2D, and he always yeah. rolls the one on the wild die. Right, yeah, it's like his, his like... His like um I, I don't know let's just let's just say it's marksmanship or specialization marksmanship pistol is like two D plus one he's just better than average maybe slightly better his brawling skill is like two D I have a feeling Mulder could get beat up by a local bar fly on a Saturday night every single time he's in a physical confrontation <laughs> after they've drunk right even he's rolling his let's just call it stock or sneak he's sneaking up. Coming from a vantage point, he's good. He's behind the car. He's behind the car. He chooses to stand up with no cover whatsoever, chasing an armed man and go, federal agent, giving away his cover, all of it. And the guy goes to shoot him, and he's got nothing but a post to lunge to to duck behind. Like, he's like, let me come out into the open with no cover whatsoever to identify myself without backup. You know, the sad part is it's not just this. I've seen him in other shows, and I don't think he can... Act a fight scene. I think Scully's all. sister could have beat him up. So <laughs> <laughs> Scully's mother might have been able yeah. to beat him up. <laughs> he 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 has a bad ability to do action. I that is for sure. In season two, they show him like one of the first episodes of season two. They show him jogging in a in a sweatshirt around like a track on a field. And I, all mm-hmm. I can keep thinking is this has got to be him trying to say, next time I'm on an Air Force base trying to run from the MPs, I'll be ready to do it this time so they won't be able to run me down so easily. You remember the end of one where, where you know, um, Deep Throat sends him on that trip and he says, I know you want to know what's behind that door, and he breaks onto the Air Force base with uh, the, the kids lead him to? I just kept thinking, mm-hmm. oh, this is Mulder trying to get in shape. He's going to be a better action hero come later. Nope. <laughs> He's... Every action, maybe this changes later, but he's terrible. He's absolutely terrible. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that's that's not about necessarily the story, at least. Perception, could, perception, know. ninety plus one. Uh, you know, uh, knowledge, ten D. Knowledge, skills, at least four D minimum. Dexterity, one yeah. D plus two, below average for a human. <laughs> yeah he goes to try what to do strength? like you know well. they had to wait if there were like strength requirements for like the fbi they had to waive it like you got to do three pull-ups Mulder. 
All right. Well, due to your other skills, we're going to waive the fact that you did one and a half. <laughs> well, it's you're very right. good you at analysis, and you can uh, detect lies, and you're very good at all these other things, so we'll let you in. Yeah. We'll have to at, find you backup and help. At Quantico, he's known as the the uh, weed. Come the on, guy. Stick. We ask you to put up 150 pounds on the bench once. We're trying to wave it to 85. Can you get that 85 up, Mulder? <laughs> Can you do one push-up? <laughs> okay, how about Google? Mulder, I'm sorry to tell you that the push-up includes an up and a down part. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to... I guess I do have one whip. All right. <sighs> He goes to these guys, and they pull up on this old computer a complete oh, yeah. DNA file. That's you know what off I, the internet. Now that you bring it up, I completely agree with you. Very true. Talk about your hello writers. Don't know much about computers. I see. Yeah. Um. Considering that. It's considered that the human genome is one of the most densely packed possible. You know, DNA is incredibly densely packed information. It, it hadn't even been mapped yet. Yeah, I think the human genome project Back was then. definitely still going on at this point in time. Yeah. Yes. So you just pulled up the DNA, which is massive, on this little tiny computer that definitely doesn't have that kind of power. And you downloaded that off the internet in record time for the time when yeah. uh, dialogue was today. still a thing. We couldn't do uh, this today. No, no. Not I, that I, fast. Broadband. Ooh, I remember when I went from dial-up to broadband. It was amazing. I'm sorry. But We've cut you that. off. You've run out of your 23 hours of CompuServe. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, you're not downloading close to that that fast, and you're not going to be able to just be like, oh, yeah, let me pull up the genetic code of a human being and show you yeah, that. Yeah, Scully's on top of it. What? Oh, well, here, just let me uh, type a few buttons, and oh, look, I've mapped out her genome. Oh, uh, I guess uh, the lone gunman can do these kind of things because they have a computer from uh, Coruscant. Also, how about they have the fact, Flox's yeah. computer? The problem being, oh, this is just scrap DNA that's poisoning her. Yes, which obviously wasn't. Um, okay, that's not as big a deal, but I mean. Does I, DNA again, go inactive at some point? I guess I is that don't even, know. Is that not junk science, too? I don't know, but even if it were, it's like, okay, clearly you guys dropped this in there just because you had to add stakes, which is good, but what? Uh, the fact that she was comatose and fading wasn't stakes enough with doctors saying, I don't know, she might go now, she might not. Can't right. tell you. Also, I, I, also, I get it, but it, it, you're trying to put some story in, and you're trying to make a story about these guys doing something to it. I kind of get it, but you, it's just, ugh. Oh, and they got it wrong anyway. You know what, what the internet has taught me in the last couple of years? If you were going to make a biological Dude, tracking a marker, place. <laughs> if you were going to make a biological tracking marker in someone's uh, genetic codes, you could always know where they were. You wouldn't use DNA. You'd use messenger RNA Your in the phone. form of a vaccine, developed by oh, Bill Gates. Geez. 
Nice. <laughs> the, the problem being, he's not technically wrong, wrong on some of that. <laughs> Bill Gates, part, part, maybe. But, uh, uh, yes, but it, the science is junk, which, shocker, I know. But, out of every, everything I have, that's really the only rip I have, which is just, no. I got but one The rest more. of it, I really didn't. Well, they're good ones. I didn't really think of that. I got one more. And it's a combination. Okay. One, mm-hmm. there is no way in the world that no one in the hospital knows how Agent Scully arrived or was admitted. She yeah, someone just... must have said some. There's someone dro- now. I would have believed some unknown person who didn't identify themselves dropped them off. Correct. And yes, they were. Yes. And. Uh, yeah, that okay. There's only so dro- many entrances into a hospital and only so many intakes. Well, or also, they just dropped her off at the front door and drove sped off before anyone yes. could ID a face. You can't just be like, she appeared in a bed. No. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no. Someone has to intake her. Someone has to put her in the bed. And there's only so many beds that can be taken. And if you ha- don't have enough nurses for the beds, those are inactive, which means they're not going to be checked. So someone had to put her into a bed that was active. Correct. Which means someone has to have seen or have heard something. Second yeah, off, that could have been that could have been taken care of by a simple someone dropped her off at the front door by kicking her out of a car and speeding no. away. To me, that's a valid that that one has a little bit of a rip because it's very very easy. Um, now, the second rip is FBI agent or not, dear friend of the family or not, family's wishes or not. After Mulder's outburst, he's not getting back into that hospital. Not the next day, not the next week, not ever. He is 86th from that hospital. I guarantee you he's not getting back in. You cannot threaten a nurse and threaten a doctor. I'd have to check with my wife. I'd have to check with my wife because she is a a nurse, and uh, she would know better. He probably not. I see you, Ward. Threatened the nurse and threatened the attending doctor and started screaming conspiracy theories. If you're with them, I'll make sure you suffer. Like he might go to jail he for got an FBI out. agent yeah. or not. Hospital security he got took out by him security. out. Yeah, they're like, not letting wow. him back in. Once security takes you out, you are done. If they bring him in on a gurney, unconscious, yeah, then they got to treat him. But he's not walking in as a visitor the next day. Yeah. You disrupted so that is, the that, ICU that is, ward. That not only did you put your friend at risk, you potentially stopped their response from any code blue crash cart that happens in the ICU unit. You created a distraction that could have taken away from a patient that needs constant monitoring and caused them to die. Yeah, more than likely, you, you, you got taken out. You were told that if we see you again, we are going to trespass you. Yep. Which, of course, makes those stories kind of funny when you find out police arrested someone and had to take them to hospitals that they were trespassed from, if you, which is always weird, but yeah. They would have told Mulder, you want to come back? Fine, you come back with a warrant on official FBI duty. Otherwise, no. What's your official FBI reason for being here today, Agent Mulder? Okay, then otherwise, no. Yeah. Okay. You're absolutely right. Well, yeah. I guess... I guess... Uh... Can we get to uh, the rip or the picks then? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It ties to my rip, too. Agent Mulder manhandled and destroyed by hospital security. <laughs> You're pathetic, Mulder. You're an FBI agent. 
We're still on security. I, I asked for pics, and you're like, oh, no, no, I'm not done ripping. Hospital security. Hospital okay, security. he sucks at fighting. What did you like? Or did we already or did we already go over why we uh, like this oh, so Oh, picks, picks, picks. I love the tether. Picks. I love the canoe to the tether talking yes. to the nurse that's not really there. Okay. And I the also, fact that she, it doubles as her being Mulder's tether. Uh, very good. I I would say most of my picks have to do with the symbolism here, as I said earlier. The tether, the boat, the dark room, the lying on a table in a darkness. In, um, you have many things like that. Uh, this crystal, even. There's a million symbolisms going on, and they're all portrayed well and set well. Um, none of these shots are poorly executed when it's showing symbolism. Yep. I love the fact that uh pick here is that while on the surface you think you see this as an episode with Scully fighting for her life. Mhm. On the subtext it's Mulder fighting for his life. Mulder's That's life as he knows it true. is on the table here and he has a choice and it's given to him, you know, as I said before, a broken record, but he he chooses his own life multiple times to fight for his own he can go the route of cancer man, as he calls him. And, you know, mm-hmm. he says, I no family, no wife, no kids. I'm sitting here, you know, drunk, smoking, watching an old Western rerun on a black and white TV. He has no life. Mulder, Mulder has the choice of what he wants to do here. Does he want to choose humanity in a life that has meaning beyond this career in search for the truth? Or does he want to commit himself fully to his obsession? And, and, and they're both fighting for their lives. And they both pull each other through. They are mm-hmm. each other's tether. When Scully's tether is broken, um, metaphorically, Mulder's tether is almost broken. And it's only when he finds out that she's alive that his tether fully snaps back. It's, it's, a, it's a masterclass in symbolism. It is a masterclass in playing the subtext. There are, there are multiple stories going here. On the surface, it's a Scully story. On mm-hmm. the subtext, second level, it's a Mulder story. On a third level, it's a story about X and Skinner. On a fourth level, it's a story about Cancer Man. Like, this is a story within a story within a story. And every scene, I'm not qualified to digest them all, to break them all down, um, to deconstruct them, but this is a master class in symbolism and subtext and meaning within meaning. Nothing here is a one-off. Even, even shooting the garter snake and Dana trying to take it back. I mean, that, that she just, didn't. Yeah, she just shows her dedication to life. Yep, it's a window into her um, soul. Everything here, it's a window into Dana's mother's soul. These are Dana's wishes, and she has spoken. Whatever I want to do doesn't matter. Um, it, it, it's it's a wonderful piece of television. Mm-hmm. I think also what I find interesting here is the way it leads you to. And not in an Abrams way where we just introduce a mystery and go, ha, ha. It show, it's, it's introducing new things in a way of letting you know this, this person, this X guy, you're going to see more of him. Cancer Man, like you said, this is possibly even a, a slight episode about him. That, that there's all these different moving parts and you don't know which cogs are supporting the other cogs, which ones are working together, which ones are working against each other. And you have Mulder trapped in the middle. It's almost the Charlie Chaplin trying to fix all the sprockets and getting caught in the middle. 
it's yep. like that's kind of that's kind of Mulder right now. He's oh. trying to figure out which which where are these going? Which are which parts are doing what? And and dear God, I need it's finding out. I need Scully. Yeah, more than I thought I did. Yeah. Um. Uh, another scene I love is a pick. Smoking man walks in, and he goes to light up his cigarette, and he says, "I can. Yeah. You can't sit on Mulder. I can." And he goes, "Uh uh-uh. uh." And he points to the sign. Thank you for not smoking. He yeah. hesitates. He lights it anyway, as if to say, you have enough power to get me not to smoke this thing in here, but I'm still going to light it to show you that it's my choice to comply. And then he walks over and puts it out very, very slowly. Skinner is telling you, I'm going to fight you. And they're, they're both in the subtext. Another example of the subtext. There's no words spoken here. But it tells you that that relationship, whatever alliance that was, is broken without a word being said. Other than uh-uh. well, and and Smoking Man was almost flexing and showing I can be more powerful than you because also yep. I mean Sm- Smolder sees the cigarette when he walks in yeah and later on when Mulder has him at gunpoint he says I've witnessed presidents die yep he's he's flexing oh yeah well not not just that but that I might be going here but. That might be a JFK reference. It might. I thought about it. Could be. Could be. I mean, it may very well be. It's a bit too early to tell right now, but it, it's I not will, impossible. I will just say I, what I love about that scene is it's, I love scenes that are done non-verbally. That whole interplay saying, I'm not going to back you anymore in your fight to take Mulder out. And, and Smoking Man saying, this isn't done. And Skinner saying, I'm drawing a line this far and no further. All of that's done non-verbally. It's a, it is, to me, that's one of the better scenes I've seen in television. Just that simple thing. Looks down, uh-uh, looks down, thank you for not smoking, and that whole, and it's obvious, they're not hiding it, but it's a great yeah. way to just say a lot without saying a thing. And then leaving the cigarette there is a way of saying, kind of like a reminder. And Keep Mulder in comes mind. in and doesn't even really know what's going on. He just sees the cigarette smoke hanging, and he still doesn't realize that Skinner's really just put himself out there for him. And, 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 they, mm-hmm. and, and the fact that Mulder comes in through a side door and Skinner exits out, or a uh, smoking man exits out through the other door, I'm not exactly positive what the symbolism to all of that is, but there's something. If anything. Because Mulder, but... Mulder comes in through the door that you need admittance to and knocks. Smoking man comes mm. through the other door and just enters in and leaves. Like he owns the place. Correct. There's something about that that I'm not sure. Maybe it's like a back channel type of thing and Mulder's coming in directly <clears throat> through the proper channels. There's something there. Mm. And if I was a little more well-versed and did some more research, I might be able to figure out what it is. But it's, I, I know there's something there. Or at least it's a great piece of writing that makes me think something is there. All right. Well, this... Um... Great episode. How many? Uh, ooh, let's see. Well, what the heck? How many? How many cigarettes do we want to give it? <laughs> okay. How many? How many lit cigarettes? Okay, I will go first, and I will give this. We have to do nine out of ten. Mm-hmm. Excellent episode. I. Oh no, uh, 9.5. Going to add right. some old boy. 
I think it's a good episode. It works very well. I think as an X-Files episode, it's different. It doesn't feel quite like an X-Files episode. Now, that's a good thing and a bad thing. It mixes it up, so there's definitely some good sides. It just also gives it a little bit of a different feel, if that makes sense. Okay. Scott? Um, this episode is flawless. I know I had rips, but that's... that's Doesn't mean immaterial. anything. This is a flawless episode. It It is episodic, well not episodic, it is serialized television writing at its best. Uh, this is something I would say that if you're, if you're an aspiring writer, you should study. Um, you've got the entire episode on its surface, which will please all of your fans. You have a layer of subtext that is obvious, that is accessible to just about every single fan that's going to watch it, which will please them. And then you have layers of subtext and subtlety below that that will make it work on an artistic level that will please the critics. <laughs> this is this is a masterpiece. Uh, this is Chris Carter's masterpiece. And I don't know if he wrote it or not, but I mean, this is a gem and a, an hour of television that I can rewatch over and over and over again. It's emotionally powerful. It hooks you with a little bit of science. It hooks you with a little bit of mystery. I mean, science is pseudoscience. It hooks you with mystery. It hooks you with drama. It does the interpersonal human equation relationship question on multiple levels better than just about anything I've ever seen. And it leaves you enough of a mystery box. And a mystery box is not a bad thing as long as you come back to it later and just don't leave it there because you don't know what the answer is and don't have an idea. Right. Hey, that's right. All of these things are done with a purpose and with a meaning. And at the end of the day, you are exploring what science fiction needs to do. What on an essential um, basic level it means to be human in some aspect of studying this human question, this human equation. Uh, bravo. 10 out of 10. It doesn't get better. There may be episodes of television that I've watched that are as good, but I've watched nothing better. Okay. Well, I'm going to give this a 10 as well. Uh, the little flaws notwithstanding which i didn't see till you guys brought them up uh you know there's a lot of bottle episodes as there should be not every episode can be connected necessarily uh i mean the episode prior to this was one about him hunting vampires you need so, bottle episodes for budgetary reasons too so but. yeah well not only that but it also just it allows you to do branch out a little bit and do something interesting that doesn't relate, but man, I've wanted to do that kind of topics. Um, so you have bottle episodes, but this one is part of a larger story where we're finding out a lot more about Mulder and, and we're really cementing that bond between Mulder and Scully. That's one thing, you know, everything you would, you and Thomas said, Scott, were, I agree with, but I also want to mention the bond with Mulder and Scully is being cemented because we're finding out He's finding out, it looks like I need, whether he said it or not, I need her more than I thought I did. Um, so we'll be looking forward to see where that goes in subsequent episodes or seasons. But in the meantime, if you're interested in finding out what goes on in subsequent episodes of Sci-Fi Malady, tune in next week as we continue uh, 
X-Files February, or you could go back to our catalog all the way back to episode one. Scott will tell you not to do it. I'll tell you symptom one, you know, listen so you can hear the evolution of how we've gotten better. I may have found the legendary, unaired, unbroadcast pilot episode. Where you fell out of your chair? That was so horrible that we didn't even finish it. Uh, I believe it was did DLC. Did we? I thought we did. It was oh, DLC. All about is DLC. DLC bad? It wasn't even science. It wasn't, it even, wasn't even science fiction. fiction. It was the pilot was just... episode for science. This was back when there was a fight. Did between... we even have... Did we even have a name for the show yet? I don't think we did. It was the I don't think we did. I think it was podcast. just, it was, we were talking about doing podcasting and I remember just saying, all right, let's do it. And then everyone else was like, yeah, let's do it. And then we sat down, you turned the mics on and we looked at each other and went, what are we talking about? Mark wanted to do something about science fiction. I wanted to do a deep introspective analysis of exploring humanism in every aspect of science fiction. And and Nick and Corey wanted Nick to become Corey Rooster Teeth. To do, yep. <laughs> so we did uh, DLC. Yep. That makes sense. That there was no happy medium about that. I and like may you said, have Scott, found there was, it, and it may be appearing sometime around either April Fool's Day or episode three hundred. I mean, not that have found is a great it, idea. Or I may be lazy and and not do the work that needs to be done. I'd put a seventy five percent chance of that happening. Who am I kidding? Ninety-five percent, but <laughs> yeah, you can't even get America Sundered going. Which goes back to the other point. If you want to hear the only two episodes of America Sunder, you can go to our website. You can also check out our other programs on Raving Logistic Media, like Zodiac Task Force. We're going to be having a new episode coming out of that soon. Uh, we also have Why You Should, where Ruck tells you why you should, because the truth is out there, and the truth is you should be watching My Hero Academia and Demon Slayer. And if you want to know why, you should listen to Ruck's podcast, Why You Should, because it'll explain to you exactly why. Uh, you can also go to our Discord page and chit-chat there. You could uh, check out roles that are coming for epi- upcoming episodes of Zodiac Task Force, plus a few other things we're looking into. More to come on that. You can also just leave a comment at our, and see the other shows we have, like America Asunder Episode 1 and 2, at our website at www.hitthemutebutton if you're going to take a bathroom break before the... No! RavingLunaticMedia.com <laughs> RavingLunaticMedia.com RavingLunaticMedia.com Rage Master. What's left for them to do? Stay sick, sickies. Ha ha ha!